Welcome to Full Court Press, a podcast by basketball fans for basketball fans, aka Toronto's number one NBA podcast. I am your host, Bonnie, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Felix. If you're new to the show, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your shows. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at fullcourtpress.to, all of which you can find in this episode's show notes. We've been on a hiatus since the All-Star break, but we're back, we're excited, and playoff basketball is just around the corner. Let's get it. Yeah, like you said, we've been on hiatus and a lot of shit has happened. I think the biggest thing for me that happened is uh, LeBron. So he recently achieved two rare milestones. He is the only player with 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists. And he just recently passed Karl Malone for all time in points. He's about like, you know, 1,500 points away from passing Kareem at this point, right? But you know, the way his season is having right now, the way the Lakers is going... They're not going to win a championship this year. Unless, you know, Anthony Davis come back and he's the miracle. But he's glass to me. Like, I think that's the best reference I can have of, of him. Because you don't know how healthy he's going to be and how long how long he's going to stay healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So with these milestones accomplished, what does that mean to his legacy? You know, you know, obviously, legacy is always measured to championships. And so far, he has four. But yeah, what are your thoughts? It, he's still, it's crazy because he's still sculpting his legacy at this age at a high level. And I believe like him, Joel Embiid, and Giannis are all tied for points per game, 29.8 points per game. So this is also, I also love type of, this type of shit because these three now are going to, you're going to see a scoring clinic because yeah, they, you yeah. they're going to fucking, they're for the title, right? The scoring title, right? And how sick would it be for a 37-year-old LeBron to go away with a scoring title? That would be insane. Yeah, so you see all these milestones happening and he's still sculpting. So he's not even done. But it's safe to say, he, unless something really bad happens, like an injury that he never came back the same, but he's going to pass Kareem in points. It's just it's just a matter of when. So with all these accomplishments, what does that mean to you? Like, what, what does his legacy mean to you at this point? And do you think he should, do you think he has anything else to prove at this point? The only thing he really has to, like, prove or, like, to add on in terms of his legacy is another championship. I think that's just the end, like the pinnacle of like where LeBron's cap would be because we already know how great of a player he is. I mean, his resume alone is fucked up, man. He's a rookie of the year. He's made multiple all NBA first and second teams. He's made a handful of all NBA first teams, um, you know, defensive first teams for that matter. You know, he's been finals MVP four times. He's been season MVPs four times. So he's his, his fucking resume is, is stacked, but to reach another championship, and for him to have five and be at least, you know, within the likes of a Kobe Bryant, um, even a Tim Duncan, he's obviously like, I'd say definitely top three of all time at, at this point in his career. I mean, I mean, at 37 doing this shit in a game where he, we literally saw him, you know, from, from 2003 until now. Yeah. Change his game. Like he changed with the times respectively, right? And for all the LeBron haters out there, once he does retire, the entire NBA community and family are going to mourn at the fact that he won't be on our TV screens anymore. You know what I mean? Obviously, the highlights will still be alive just because of technology and shit. However, when it comes to his legacy, it's already set in stone. I think he just wants another championship. But at the end of the day, 
like we also know that he also wants to play with his son, you know? So at this point, it's just trying to just get a championship, playing with his son, and being like, you know, and surpassing Kareem as the all-time scorer in points. No doubt it's going to happen, right? And yeah, for me, he doesn't have anything else to prove, even with championship. I don't think it's, unless, you know, he was a championship at his age, maybe his worst team ever to win a championship, you know, comparing to the Miami days, Cleveland and, and the Lakers two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, he has nothing else to prove. He's, he is going to pass Kareem. It's just his legacy equals, like, I can have one word to explain his legacy. It's just longevity. You're always going to have people pulling up crazy stats. Like, here's an MJ stat. LeBron has played 1,363 games. MJ played only 1,072 games in their careers. If MJ were to play the same amount of games as LeBron, he would have had a career total of 41,000, right? Mm-hmm. But see, that's a what if. So, and Jordan, obviously, he kept retiring and he had that one very bad injured year in, I think, not his rookie year, but I think maybe his second year. You know, those are what what ifs, right? Yeah, that would be cool. I th- I do believe, yeah, Michael Jordan would have passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar if he stayed healthy and he never retired. But that's now what if. Now LeBron will do it and he will pass it and he's going to be the only one. I'm pretty sure he's going to be the only one maybe past our lifetime, to be honest, the way he keeps going. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's such a cool thing about it. You know, like I just, we're witnessing history and you're right. Once he retires, we're all going to miss LeBron. But not, that's not the only thing that happened. These are two big milestones. You know, there are always different milestones that happen. Like, you know, KD just hit 25K. Steph hit 20K. Harden now is third all-time in, in threes. But these, that one with LeBron with a 30, 10, and 10, and now he's second all-time. That's a huge milestone. I think this one's even bigger because Coach Pop just recently became the most winningest head coach. So meaning like he won the most, reg- I say regular season, just regular season games, right? Yeah, regular season. Most regular season games in... NBA history. Now he sits atop alone and he's still basically still counting W's. I don't know how long he's going to freaking coach, but honestly, you see, everyone saw that coming. Multiple, multiple 50-win team with the dynasty that he had with Tim Duncan, manager nobody and Tony Parker, right? But yeah, you know, in my opinion, where do you rank him in all-time all-time coaches? And how long do you think he's going to keep coaching for? Okay, so for Greg Popovich, I think if I were to rank him, I would actually rank him third all time. I'd rank him third all time because I would put Phil Jackson at number one just because it's hard to argue against a motherfucker who has won 11 championships and has three three-peats to his name, okay? That's, it, it, it's, mm. it's, it's fucked up. It's, and, it's three, yeah. three, almost three three-peats in a span of like a decade, like 11 years. Yeah, pretty much, you know, with the, obviously with the Lakers and the Bulls. So I put Phil Jackson number one. Number two, I would actually put Red Auerbach, head coach of the Boston Celtics, that 60s squad with oh, Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. Like that, he's he's not obviously talked about a lot and obviously we didn't grow up with him, but just like looking at his his resume and obviously the teams that were going that he was going up against, especially against a fucking stacked Wilt Chamberlain, the fact that he was able to coach a Bill Russell alongside with the Sam Jones, the John Havlicek's, um, there's so many dope Boston Celtics legends that you have to mention Red Auerbach. You have to. And um, I put him number two. But see, that's the difference between your top two and then Greg. I feel like out of all the coaches, Greg has the fewest 
you know, Hall of Famers to his to his team. You have David Robinson, but that was later in his career. You have Tim Duncan, and you have Tony Parker. Uh, I don't even know. No, the other two not even in the Hall of Fame. So, so far, the only two Hall of Famers are Tim Duncan and David Robinson, right? And look what he did. Five championships, I think, what, 15 or 14 seasons straight winning 50-plus wins. It's just it's ridiculous compared to the talent, you know? He didn't have a Kobe or an MJ or um, who else? A Shaq, you know, a Scotty. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what I was about to say. Like, I, pu- I would put Greg Popovich number three. And the reason why I put him number three is because of what you just mentioned. The thing is, too, like, out of those other two coaches, Red Auerbach and Phil Jackson, who's ahead of Greg Popovich, in my opinion, I think that Greg Popovich has the best eye test as a coach when it comes to, like, looking at players and developing them. Because if you, even if you were to even put the whole small market, big market factor into this conversation, Phil Jackson played with Chicago, with LA, right? Red Auerbach with the Celtics. And Greg Pop, literally just the Spurs. Yeah. And what I think he separates himself for than all the other coaches in one aspect, in my opinion, is that he'll take a player, he'll analyze you, and he'll put you in his system in the best possible spot for you to excel at, right? Mm -hmm. But when that player goes to another team, he's not the same player that he was on the Spurs, right? right? And... That's just because, you know, I, I think you can call that a Greg Popovich slash LeBron James effect, right? Because LeBron James does the same thing, makes his team looks really, really good. And then when they go to a different team, they didn't even last that long, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I love about Greg Popovich. He'll, he'll take you and he'll find the best possible way to implement you into his system and make you excel, not for you, like for your own gain and get paid. But obviously for the team. And he was also he was always like a defensive minded head coach, right? I feel like a lot of people can attest to the fact that there are people that are like a Mike D'Antoni, where it's just like more opportunities in seven seconds to shoot threes and you'll you'll make as many buckets as you can versus Greg Popovich, who defensively says, you know what, if we stop the ball right now, it's going to be in our favor to like actually go into like a transition offense. And he was able to do that with the Tony Parkers, the Manu Ginobili's, the Robert Ori's, the Boris Diaz, even throughout the years, the Kawhi Leonard's. Tiago Splitter, <laughs> you know, Thiago like, <laughs> but he's able to make do with whatever roster he was given. Bruce Bowen, for God's sakes, sheesh, right? Rosho Nosterovich. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. You know, so like you just have to give credit where credit is due and, and praise Pop for all the shit that he's done for the league and what he's done for the players. And obviously right now you see um, DeJounte Murray, you know, Stepping excelling. into that role and excelling, you know, pretty much taking place of what Tony Parker left him. And Keldon Johnson has been going to work too. So the future for San Antonio, I think, is bright. I feel that even when, and to answer your second question as to like, how long do I think he's going to coach? I think Greg Pop will just know when he knows, you know? Yeah. You know, I feel like it's very similar to like players when they retire. They just know when they know. Okay, Bonnie, I have a little quick question for you. I want to see how, how many players you can get right for this stat, right? Only three players, top three players, for most career three-point made in the last five seconds of the fourth quarter and overtime. Can you name three players, top three players in that category? I, w- I want to say LeBron. Is he in that? No, no? He's, not, he's not top three. Okay, is Russell Westbrook in that? Wow, that's a great guess. <laughs> I thought that's the one you wouldn't have done. 
Okay, he is. He has nine in his career. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a lot for a, sh- a non-shooter, right? I guess. Westbrook? I mean, like, yeah, man, <laughs> Westbrook. Oh man. Like, side note for the Westbrook Park. Like, I, I'm not gonna dive into it, but I feel like almost every single season there's been like a sacrificial lamb. You know, and there's always is. been one. There's always been one player every season. You know, last year was Ben Simmons. This year is Russell Westbrook. Who knows who it'll be in the next season? But yeah, that's. I just wanted to add that in there. You're right. You're right. I don't know the other two players though. I want to say MJ. Nope. Because MJ doesn't. MJ doesn't take the threes though. MJ's always a mid-range guy all the time. I'm trying to think of people who are clutch. I know you can get one, but I don't know if you can get the other one. If you get the the last one, damn, bro, then you have a good memory. Fuck. Give give me give me like a a very broad clue for one of them, just for they're one of shoot, them. They're shooting guards. They're shooting guards. Oh shit. Okay, Kobe. Kobe is number two. He's tied with Russell Westbrook with nine. Okay, Kobe. Guess who's number one. Number one, eh? In number one, number uh, one has twelve. Twelve? Yeah, I don't know. If that gives you a hint, or that gives you the total opposite direction. Oh my god, they're both shooting guards. You know they can play the two and three. I want, I want to, I want to say, I want to say Reggie Miller, but I, I think Reg- I'm wrong. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. wrong. Who is number it? Who's one? It? Number one is Vince Carter. Oh shit! Yeah, with twelve, oh. Vince Carter. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, like especially in yeah. the 2010s and like later on yeah. in his career after he lost his bounce, he and did his- a lot. He did a lot. Even even yeah, before man. his bounce, there was a lot he did. Yeah, he did yeah, a yeah. lot of three yeah. points. So yeah, it's cool. Oh shit! That's that's a cool fact. That's a cool fact. Like you said in the beginning, playoff is around the corner, so you can already get the sense of what the matchup's going to be for the playoffs and the in play tournament. So let's let's go through the East and let's do our prediction. All right. And then we go to the West. We do the same thing. All right. Cool. So from the moment of this recording already, Miami Heat already clinched their playoff berth and they're the number one seed. So they're all good. For their opponent, when it comes to the eighth seed, we're, we, we'd still have to wait for the play-in tournament. But amongst the four teams in the Eastern Conference right now, between Toronto, Brooklyn, Charlotte, and Atlanta... I would say the Miami Heat would end up facing the Nets. That's a crazy matchup. That would be really that would be that'd be really cool. That'd be first for a first round. Mm -hmm. You know what? If Brooklyn it's a bit you know, that's the only thing I'm gonna say about Brooklyn, but yeah, from here on out, Brooklyn is gonna face a lot of tough teams for that championship. Because they're coming from the bottom two. Like they might finish eighth, they might finish seventh, right? So they're in the bottom tier. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, Miami and Brooklyn. That so Miami saying, and Brooklyn. Yeah. So you're saying Brooklyn? You're saying Brooklyn is gonna lose the matchup against the Raptors, but they're gonna win ultimately between whoever wins between Charlotte Hornets and Atlanta Hawks. That's right. Yeah. The only reason why I say that is because obviously with the with the mandate here in in Toronto, there's no way he's gonna there's no way he's gonna play, right? And I'm sure like Kevin Durant will average like if I'm not mistaken, without even with even when James Harden was still on the Nets. Without James Harden and without Kyrie, I believe Kevin Durant was averaging at least over like 30 points a game. So that's going to be the factor. However, like the bench depth for the Nets against the Raptors, that's what's going to be the deciding yeah, factor, but, you know? But, you know, I think it's a good matchup for the Raptors anyways because mm-hmm. all, their, all, their peep, all their peeps, man. 
they all are very lengthy and they can bring up the ball and dribble. So it's easy for transition baskets and all that stuff. So, and you know, KD is a very lengthy dude, so they can do a lot of switches. They can, so they can live or die, you know. But I don't think there'll be a, obviously, every mismatch is going to be a mismatch when you're fucking against Kevin Durant. Uh huh, honey. But in terms of like defensively, I think, I think it will be very, like, a, it's going to be a good team defense, a defensive effort from the Raptors to, you know, at least slow down Kevin Durant, right? Mm-hmm. What I have for like number two seed versus the seventh seed, I would have the Milwaukee Bucks. They're currently the number two seed. But right now, Boston Celtics could be creeping there. You know, they're keeping up there. However, I'd go with the Bucks as number two, and they would end up facing the Raptors, number seven. I don't think Atlanta or Charlotte will will get there because, like, obviously Atlanta wants revenge from the Bucks. However, it's just injuries and, 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 like, health problems and stability when it comes to the Hawks. I think Toronto already has so much experience playing against Giannis and that system that Mike Budenholzer has in place that with Gary Trent Jr., you know, playing defense with Scotty Barnes being fucking amazing Yo, this season for a rookie. You know, defensively speaking, the Raptors can match up with every single team they can meet in the playoffs. If they have a deep run, you know, which is very, has a low probability, but still, they can mm-hmm. match up perfectly against Milwaukee and against Giannis. So, yeah, good point. Right. So that's why I'm gonna put I'm gonna favor Toronto and make sure. And I, I think that Toronto uh, will be the seventh seed and they'll end up facing Milwaukee as the second seed. However, like I said before, Boston's creeping up there because they're currently right now tied at 44 wins apiece. Um, and Boston will be right now uh, fourth seed. I'd have them as my fourth seed. And they'd play against a Chicago, which would be a fifth fifth seed. That'll be your fun, fun matchup, man. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. All these potential Easter Conference matchup is gonna be a really fun series. They're sick. And and then lastly, like the whole third seed versus the sixth seed, I would have the 76ers versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. That one's gonna be pretty that one's gonna be a little grit and grind because Cleveland has the height. And the only height advantage that really Philly, Philly really has is Embiid and their pickup in DeAndre Jordan, who, like, it just doesn't work well when it comes to the front court. when it comes to Philly. Plus, Philly's been playing, you know, pace and space, and they play at their own pace anyways with Joel Embiid and James Harden there. But Cleveland, you know, Darius Garland obviously has been going off this season, and for him to, like, lead the offense this way, with uh, Evan Mobley being the potential rookie of the year, um, alongside with other big men like Laurie Markkinen and... And um and even surprisingly Kevin Love when when he gets the chance to like you know shine Jared Allen obviously is a, is still like questionable I think he's still injured I'm not quite sure if that's a fact or if that's 100 percent true um but Philly should have no problem against Cleveland but Cleveland will will give them the fucking work you know you know what have some changes but the fourth and fifth with Boston and Chicago that's my prediction as well. I also sorry predict as well Miami Heat and Brooklyn Nets. So those are the two things we have the same thing in common. I actually have the swap. So I have Milwaukee facing Cleveland because as of right now, they're only about a one game difference between Cleveland and the Raptors for the sixth spot. Mm, okay. And I have the Raptors facing Philly. And I like that matchup too because they have the length as well. The same thing the Cleveland can Cleveland has the height, but the Raptors again, they just recently faced yesterday, right? Philly versus the Raptors, and the Raptors came away, came away with the win without Fred Van Fleet and OG Ananobi. Scotty Barnes obviously showed up. You want to hear this interesting stat, bro? And this is why I would love to see this matchup because I think Raptors have a chance to take it. Because again, 
even before I say this stat, this is about Joel Embiid, but for James Harden, it's easy to play defense with him nowadays because the referees they lifted up the physicality just a little bit. And I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna obviously suspect they're gonna do the same thing in the playoffs, so they're gonna gonna go even even higher a little bit. But James Harden is an isolation player. He can't play defense. He can't cut. He can't even do a hard cut, and he can't play off ball. So he's a one way system player. So I, I think the Raptors can definitely exploit that. And with Joel Embiid, bro, since the start of the 2019 playoff series, this is his numbers: 36% field goal percentage, under 50% shooting in 12 of the last 15 meetings, and Embiid versus every other team over that span is 50% field goal percentage and 50% or better in 65 of the of the 115 games. So he's having a very difficult time shooting the ball when he plays the Raps. And I feel like I feel like the Raptors can really, really continue with that momentum, and they can take away. I can say they can beat him in six, seven games. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I think the Raptors are like kind of similar to the West in regards to like a Denver Nuggets. I I would put the Raptors as like a dark horse uh, team. They in are the playoffs. dark horse. You they, know, I think they're dark horse. They're excelling. I didn't expect them to have a winning season, to be honest. And they definitely proved me wrong. And I love it. I, I absolutely love what Nick Nurse is doing, and I love Scotty Barnes, who should be the rookie of the year. This episode of Full Court Press with Bonnie and Felix is sponsored by Hoopin. Speak the language of basketball with killer t-shirts and hoodies that solidify your identity on and off the court. Use code FULLCORT for 15% off your order. Now go to the West, right? So what's your prediction in the West? All right, so Phoenix already clinched their playoff berths for the number one seed. When it comes to the eighth seed, now there's currently four teams in contention to play in the play-in. And right now it goes Denver Nuggets... 7th, the Clippers 8th, the Pelicans ninth, and the Lakers 10th. I think that either... I want to say that the Nuggets are going to be... No, I lied. Sorry. I want to say the Lakers are going to be the 8th seed. Oh. Actually, no, that doesn't make sense. No, they Wait, yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want to say the Lakers are going to be the 8th seed. Yeah. Damn. I think, I think, the, juice, I think the juice that that LeBron has been obviously like looking at in regards to you know him Embiid and Giannis both currently at this moment of of this recording at 29.8 points like and and just trying to you know win that scoring title I don't think LeBron's just done quite yet and that goes to show I mean like Malik Monk Malik Monk made that big shot that didn't really do too much when they were playing the Wizards not too long ago um but I think I think the Lakers will make an appearance in the playoffs. I just think it's because it's the NBA, man, ratings. You need to have like some type of high like big market team. If you look at the fucking top 6 teams right now in the West, all of them except for Golden State are small market teams. Yeah. Which is crazy. So you need to have a you need to have a big market team in the playoffs in the West. So I have to say the Lakers and the Suns a rematch. Rematch. Um a rematch in in round one, so that'd be the uh, that would be my prediction there. You want to hear something? Because I'm happy you mm-hmm. brought up Malik Monk. He recently stated via ESPN, right? Older mm-hmm. guys yelling at the rookies because it's their fault. Everything they do, it's your fault out there because they know everything and you don't. And when you mess up, you just gotta take it. You gotta deal with the things like that. So that's like Malik Monk on like Lakers dynamic as a team. So, you know, that, that shit, you know, I look at stuff like that because you need chemistry. Your mm-hmm. team has to be on the same page, especially if you're trying to win a title. And they obviously aren't. And, you know, he didn't even have to say that. Just 
He didn't even have to say that because you can already see that the way they're playing, the dynamic, the record tells everything. Again, that just goes to show that's the Laker culture. You know what I'm saying? Sure, it's the NBA veterans with the Carmelo Anthony's and the LeBron James and the Russell Westbrook's, even the Anthony Davis, um, Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard's yelling at you know Austin Reeves, Malik Monk, THT, what have you. You know, it's coming from up top. So like, eventually. The Lakers just want to fucking win every single season, no matter what. Doesn't matter, right? Because they can afford star players that are like within the like over their 10th year in the league going forward. So when Malik said that quote, I wasn't really surprised. But at the same time, it just confirmed the Laker culture in terms of just winning and winning all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, when it comes to the next seeds though that I think they're going to make the playoffs definitely right now the Memphis Grizzlies are the second seed I think they're going to stay there and it's fucking crazy because fuck like last year last year was amazing just a huge turnaround I think when it comes to like the team that obviously made a huge turnaround from last season to this season it's definitely the Memphis Grizzlies uh-huh, honey. because they played in the in the plan uh, last year if I'm not mistaken yeah. and they eliminated Golden State and that's Steph Curry's kryptonite which is really sad to say, but it's true. Everybody has a kryptonite and they ended up losing 4-1 to against the Jazz in the first round. However, I think the Grizzlies now with Taylor Jenkins being at the head of the table and John Morant, you know, calling all the plays, I think it's going to be so fun to watch whoever Memphis ends up facing, whether that would be between, again, the Pelicans, the Lakers, the Nuggets, or the Clippers. But I think that the Memphis Grizzlies will play against the Clippers. I don't think, um, and the reason why I say that is because Ty Lu does a good job in terms of rotation uh, rotations when it comes to like making lineups and whatnot. I know they're really shorthanded without a Paul George and a Kawhi Leonard. However, I think that with what they've got right now, which would be obviously a Reggie Jackson, and if I'm not mistaken, wasn't um, um, and Terrence Mann? Yeah, Terrence Mann being the main point guard right now. I think they still kind of will make seventh seed. I'm I'm putting I'm I'm pushing the Clippers to face the Grizzlies um as the second seed versus the seventh seed. But if I am wrong, that's okay. I wouldn't even mind a Denver versus Memphis Grizzlies either because Denver's a dark horse team. Yeah, because you so you're basically saying that Lakers gonna beat the Pelicans for the chance to play for the eighth seed, and the Clippers gonna beat Denver for Clippers to have the seventh seed, and the Lakers are gonna beat Denver for the eighth seed. That's right. All right. Yeah. So yeah. To be honest, man, I kind of just see LeBron, yes, the Lakers beating the Pelicans. I think they're going to have a tough time if they face Denver. And if they do face Denver, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So Mm. my prediction will be Phoenix versus Denver, another rematch from last year. And again, Denver, again, injured, injured riddled. So basically a rematch 2.0. And then you have Golden State. No, so you have Memphis. And I have Memphis facing the Clippers. And yeah, maybe Memphis can take that. I can see Memphis going second round. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Timberwolves are such in a roll, bro. I kind of feel like Golden State is going to face Dallas Mavericks and Utah's going to face uh, Minnesota. Interesting. And I would, li- I would like to have that matchup with Utah. They literally match up in every category. Centers, shooting guards, and point yeah, guards. Yeah, that'd be fucking lit. Yeah, Utah Jazz yeah. versus uh, the Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves. And, Utah, and, and yeah. a hot, hot. Freaking Timberwolves, you know? Like, I haven't heard shit from Utah. You know what I'm saying? That's obviously the media's fault, but also, like, even checking daily, you know, Utah's just, 
They're just slithering quietly, you know? They're there. You know they're there, but, you know, you don't care. <laughs> I know, bro. It's like, But it's crazy. It's it's literally Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert yeah. versus Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. And then you have, like, like, then you, have, be, like be sick. you have, like, a Mike Conley versus uh, D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be yeah. it's a good matchup. So that, I think that's my prediction. All right. So continuing on with part two of the all-time franchise lineups, we're gonna finish off the Central Division with the Bucks and the Pacers, but we're gonna be switching it up a little bit. Instead of giving you guys our starting five, we're gonna have it as a draft format so that myself and Felix won't be repeating the same names over and over. So whoever gets the best of the best in that franchise wins it, I guess. And we'll see how you guys think about that. All right. So we're going to start off with the Bucks. And this is going to be the all-time franchise lineup for the Bucks. And Felix has the first pick. I'll pick Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. All right. First pick. As your first pick is Kareem. My first pick will be Giannis. Mine's Oscar. Oscar Robertson. Okay. Um, my second pick would be Chris Middleton. Nice. My third pick will be Ray Allen. Ooh, Ray Allen. Nice. For my third pick, I'm going to do Sidney Moncrief. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm going to surround my guys with shooting. So Michael Red. Ooh, Michael Red. So that's your fourth pick. That's my fourth pick. Fourth pick, Michael Red. So repeat your team real quick. You have four players. You got Big O. I got Ray Allen, Michael Red, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay. And I currently have uh, Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Sidney Moncrief. For my fourth pick, I'm going to go for... Man, this is tough. I'm just trying to think of all these Bucks players. There's not that, hard, many, bro. not that many great not, ones. Yeah, not many great ones. Exactly. You know, I'm going to stick with uh, Terry Cummings because his form is fucking whack as, as fuck. But he was a very, he was a very, you know, decent power forward, small forward. He was good. Yeah, I'm thinking for a four and the only four that comes to my mind. And you know, what? it fits because I said I want to surround all my guys with shooting. Mr. Charlie Villanovela or whatever. Villanovela. <laughs> I'm saying it's all Spanish, bro. <laughs> Bella Nueva. Yeah, him. <laughs> you pick Charlie? Okay, I'm wow. Picking Charlie, bro. He hits those. Yo, bro, he dropped 50 points. Remember? You don't remember when he dropped 50 points? <laughs> he has the, cap- the, ca- the capability of doing that. So, And he can shoot everyone and- on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Give give Kareem the, the paint. God damn. Oh, I like that team. I like the team I just did. Okay, so what's your full team right now? Oscar Robinson at the at the one. I put Michael Red at the two and Ray Allen at the three. I put Charlie at the four and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the five. Oof. Ooh. What was your last pick? What's your last pick? My last pick was Terry Cummings. So I have Giannis, Chris Middleton, Sidney Moncrief, Terry Cummings, and then for my last pick for the Bucks, I'm gonna just go. You'll pick. I know who you're gonna pick. Just pick him. I know you're thinking him. I know you think you're Brandy Jennings. Just pick him. Nah, no, no, no. Oh no! I have to. I have because the thing is, I don't really have a true center, so I guess I have to go with, um, with Bogut, Andrew Bogut. <laughs> okay. That's okay. That's all right. That's the easy dub. <laughs> okay. Um. So to finish off the Central Division, the Pacers. So. Oh, okay. You go. Okay. So oh, some I'm, good ones. I have to go Reggie Miller first, easily. Yeah. Good for you. Jermaine O'Neal. 
I'm gonna take PG-13, Paul George. Wow. Yeah, I fucked up there. So, Metal World Peace. We're on our test. We're on our test. All right, I'm gonna take um, Danny Granger at my three. Oh, take that. I'll take Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, word. Okay, I'll take Mark Jackson at, at my point guard. Okay, and I'll take... I'll put Jermaine at the four and I'll put... Oh, no. I'll put Jermaine at the five and yo, I'll put... I honestly will put Sabonis at the four. Oh, Sabonis. That's good. That's yeah. good. I'm, I'll put I'll put Rick Smith against uh, against Sabonis. And obviously, point guard Tyrese Halliburton, bro. Ooh, okay. Wow, that's early. That's, yeah, that's, that's early. hella early. I, I actually can't think of a point guard because I'm thinking George Hill... Brogdon Brogdon Yeah Brogdon's nice Brogdon is good man Brogdon right you know, now You know what fuck it. I'll take Brogdon Thanks I'll take, I forgot about him I'll take Brogdon <laughs> Ooh, take, I, still, yeah. I think my team is good I think my team is So ooh, what's team your is, team? I have Brogdon Ronald Tess Steven Jackson Domantis Sabonis And uh, Jermaine O'Neal Man that's a big squad That's a dog squad bro That's a big squad That's a dog squad You know <laughs> yo, I'll, I'll take this yo Reggie Miller's average. Don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> He's average, bro. I'm telling you. Don't get it twisted. So I got Reggie Miller, Rick Smith, Danny Granger, Paul George, and Mark Jackson. Man, I don't, don't know, worry. dude. Paul George, Paul George ain't got shit, bro. I got the, I got the best defenders. Ronald Test is gonna lock Paul George. I'm telling and that's you. It. And Steven Jackson, <laughs> bro. Steven Jackson have Jermaine O'Neal, bro. Who's your center? My center is Rick Smith. You could have picked. You could have picked uh, Sabonis. Isn't his dad played for the Pacers too? <laughs> no, no, no. His dad played for the Blazers. I can't believe I forgot. I forgot about Paul George, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. I just I was tunnel vision. I only thought about center, Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> All right, so let's finish off the Eastern Conference with the Southeast Division all-time franchise lineups. We're gonna start off with the Miami Heat. So Felix, you got the first pick. Wow, so many. I think the obvious one. I'll take LeBron. Take LeBron. Okay, I'm gonna take Dwayne Wade. Yeah, yeah. I'll take um, I'll take Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I have to take Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Chris Bosh. Jesus. So you got LeBron, Shaq, Chris Bosh. Yeah. I've got Dwayne Wade and Alonzo Mourning. Um, for my third pick for the Heat. I gotta match up with LeBron, but like, <laughs> how do you match up with fucking LeBron, yo? Bro, I wanna see who you're gonna pick, bro. This is actually so funny. Like, having a LeBron on your squad is like having, like, you know, y- it won't be that And great. I have Shaq. And, I have and Shaq. you have Shaq. Okay, and so Dwayne Wade, I have Dwayne Wade, and I have Alonzo Mourning. I think, honestly, I put in Jimmy Butler in this squad. Okay, um, okay. Someone you put took, Jimmy Butler in there. You, you took my pick. I'll, um, it's hard to think because I, w- I wouldn't like to take any of the old heads. So, you know what? I'll pick Ray Allen. Ray Allen? All right. And then I'll take from my point guard. I have to, t- you have to take this guy. He's like so, so sick. Revolutionize the crossover. You got to go Tim Hardaway. Yeah, I'll go with uh, Gary Payton. No, Gary Payton's too old. I'll take Jason Williams. And Jason, oh, you're going to take Jason Will. Jay I'll Will. I take Jay Will. Okay, my last pick will be Bam Adebayo. So, okay, okay. so I got Bam Adebayo, I got Dwayne Wade, Tim Hardaway. Oh wait, what am I talking about? I take I, I'm taking out. Sorry, I'm taking out um, Jay Will. I take Kyle Lowry still. Oh, so you'll you'll take Kyle Lowry? I take Kyle. Lowry. Okay, okay. So I got Dwayne Wade, 
um, alongside with Tim Hardaway. And then I've got Alonzo Mourning, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler. I think that's a I good have, squad. I have Kyle Lowry, Ray Allen, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Shaq. Oh, Shaq's going to be a problem, though. <laughs> and LeBron, LeBron still. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. bro. <laughs> next. I took that dub, bro. <laughs> next, next. Okay. So I get the first pick now. Next team up will be the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. Charlotte Hornets. I got to go LaMelo Ball first pick. Okay, I'll take Alonzo Morning. Alonzo Morning. I'll take Gerald Wallace for I'll my take second Corey, pick. I'll take Corey Maggetti, bro. I'll take Steph's dad. I'll take Del Curry. In that case, I'll take Prime. Best. He's always been the best in his career. Raymond Felton, bro. <laughs> he was sick with it in Charlotte, bro. I don't think you remember. No, I remember. I remember Raymond Felton. Okay. He was like um, Andre Miller 2.0. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yo, yo. Go. Um, I'm going to take Larry Johnson. Okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a twin tower in the paint and Mecca Okafor. Ooh. That's fun. That's a fun squad, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm only missing one more pick, and I know who I'm going to pick. And my pick. last player, I got to, you know, it's okay with me because he was really good with his time there. I'm going to go Kemba Walker. Oh, forgot about him. Wow. Kemba Walker. For, I guess he's forgettable. <laughs> my last pick was Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges. That's, That's nice. That's a nice pick. That's a nice pick. So who yeah. do you got? Who's on your squad now? I got Raymond Felton, Corey Maggetti, Miles Bridges. I'm Michael Okafor and Alonzo Mourning. Word, word. And I got Kemba Walker, LaMelo, Ooh. Gerald Wallace, Del Curry, and Larry Johnson. LaMelo's a problem, but I got two poster boys on my team. I'm gonna you have, do, like, you do. I'm going to give like, so many posters out on that game. All right, bro. So you now have the next pick for this next squad, and it's the Atlanta Hawks. So oh. first pick, who do you got? Okay. I know my first two picks are going to be sick, so I'll go Trey Young. My first right. pick. And then my first pick will be Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, that's a good one. I got Joe Johnson. You got Joe Johnson. And then my second pick will be Bob Pettit. Okay, okay. Think about big men's. Thinking about big men's. Because you got Trey Young and Joe Johnson. I'm pretty sure Dikemi Mutombo was on that team. And oh, he, he was. was yeah, he was. Prime, prime Dikemi. So I'll take Prime Dikemi Mutombo from the Hawks. So you have Mutombo, Trey Young, Joe Johnson. And I currently have Dominique Wilkins and Bob Pettit. In that case, I'm going to go with another big dude that I love this guy, especially when he was with the Spurs in the early 2000s. Um, Kevin Willis. I'll put Kevin Willis at my four. Okay. Hmm. Hawks one is pretty interesting. It is. It is. But I think I'll put, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm putting Kyle Korver. I need some. I need some good specialists in there. <laughs> Got Kyle Korver at the three. Uh, not the three. Who's who's your two? My two. My two. Well, right now I only have like currently like Dominique. Dominique's forward. the three, right? Dominique's the three, right? Yeah, Dominique's my oh, three. Okay, okay, so Kyle Korver's my two, and Joe Johnson's my three. Okay. So I have Trey Young, Kyle Korver, Joe Johnson, and Takemi Motombo. Okay. I have to go Al Horford. Al Horford was really good when he was with the Hawks. Okay, I'll take the Al Horford and I'll match him up with uh, John Collins. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. I yeah, like that. It's already proving chemistry out here, you know? 
Trey Young with Joe Johnson. Not Joe Johnson. Trey Young with John Collins and June Johnson and Kyle Culver. It's methodical, bro. And then I have to get me at the mm, block party. <laughs> and you know what? Just because I'll put him in there and he's not doing that much this season, we forgot that, you know, he was playing there. I'm going to put Dennis Schroeder. So I'll put Dennis Shit. Schroeder as my point yeah. guard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. Oh, we forgot about Jeff Teague. Yeah. I was going to put Jeff Teague, but like, you know, I, I just like, I like Dennis. Dennis was cool. He was a menace at that time. Dennis the menace. <laughs> yeah, that really bad hairline back then. <laughs> yeah, so my squad is Dennis Schroeder with Dominique Wilkins and Kevin Willis and Bob Pettit and Al Horford there. I, I have Trey Young, Cal Cover, Joe Johnson, John Collins, and Takemi Motombo. Ooh, okay. See, the Motombo like one is going to be a, be a problem there. Yeah, my whole squad's a problem. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you had the first pick there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. So next team up is the Wizards, Washington Wizards. Wow. My first pick, first oh, pick shit, will be Bradley yeah, Beal. What? Okay. Yeah. I'll take Gilbert Arenas. That's fine. You can take him. I'll take Wes Unseld. Okay. I'll take uh, John Wall. I'll take Alvin Hayes. I'll take Michael Jordan. I'll take Walt Bellamy. I'll take Antoine Jameson. And for my last pick for the Wizards, for the Wizards, I need a guard. I feel like the fucking Wizards only had decent guards in like John Wall and Gilbert Arenas and there isn't anybody else. Because I because I have Wes Unseld, Bradley Beal. I mean, I don't, I don't want to play Bradley Beal at the guard, but Bradley Beal... Wes Unseld, Walt Bellamy, who was dope. Alvin Hayes, who's a fucking monster on the boards. If I have to pair up a small man with Yo, this dude. I, I got a nice five. Ooh. I would have to go with... Oh, you know what? I'll go Chris Webber. Nice. I'll go Moses, Chris Webber. Moses Malone. Malone. Yeah, my five. Moses Malone. Word. Yeah, buddy. That's a dope squad. So who do you have on your squad then? I have um, John Wall, Gilbert Arenas. I said Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> yeah, you said MJ. You said MJ. I said Michael Jordan, Antoine Jameson, and Moses Malone. Word. I had no idea Moses Malone played for the Wizards. And then you know, you know who's also on this? Crown Butler was. Remember Crown Butler? He did his shit too. That's true. Yeah, he did. He, he did, did his shit there too. You know, he's sick. He was sick with it over there. Yeah. You know, I actually, I actually was a big fan of him because when he came. From the Wizards to go play with Dallas with uh, Dirk, I got so hype. I actually wanted them to win champ, and they still did it with this guy still being injured. So, <laughs> wow, memories, man, memories. Um, yeah, and so just to repeat my squad real quick: Chris Webber, Bradley Beal, Walt Bellamy, Alvin Hayes, Wes Unseld. Okay, okay, okay. All right, bro. So now you get to finish off part two of the all-time franchise lineup with the last squad that we'll be talking about for the Southeast Division, Orlando Magic. This is going to be a fun one. Oh my God. It ended up with a one. banger. Okay, bro. ended up with a banger. Damn, bro. Okay, you already know my first pick, bro. My first pick on that anchor, no matter what you know me, is going to be my boy <laughs> T-Mac. Yes. Tracy McGrady, yeah, yeah. bro. That guy, he's my okay. leader. I, I have to go Shaq. Okay, good. I'll go Dwight Howard. Okay, great. I'll go Penny Hardaway. Nice. Grand Hill. 
I'll go Dennis Scott. Okay. I think I'm gonna go pick Jimmy or Nelson. Fuck you, man. That was gonna be my next pick, yo. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, okay. Um, so who do you currently have now? You have Jameer well, Nelson. I have, a, I have a squad, bro. I got Jameer Nelson. I got Tracy McGrady, Grant Hill, and Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. Okay. I got Shaq, Dennis Scott, Penny Hardaway. Um, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. That's where you pick him. I swear to God, I'm gonna throw my laptop. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll put. Rashad Lewis. Oh, motherfucker, you took me. That was the guy yeah. I, was pick. <laughs> I was just about to pick him. You piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck. I don't know how to think, yo. <laughs> Fuck. Um, hmm. Damn, bro. I don't want to pick fucking Hedu Turkulu, bro. Why not? Why not Hedu? Why not? Why not Hedu Turkulu? Because his post game interview was weak. You remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do. Hey, hey, dude, what do you do? What did you do to win this game? Ball. <laughs> Ball. <laughs> oh fuck! You know what? You know who I'll take? Uh I can't believe it. You know, because we think there's they had so many great names who played Orlando, man. But I'll say Nikola Vucevic at my four. Ooh. Game. Yeah, yeah. Woo. No, that's a proper pick. That's a proper pick. I can't even lie. <laughs> in that case hmm my last pick eh no this is my fourth pick what this is your pick last is pick this is your last pick I have I just have oh my... this is my last pick okay okay yeah. so I have I, I have Dennis Scott um, Penny Hardaway Penny Hardaway Shaq Rashad Lewis my last pick then is just going just pick Suggs just pick him nah man nah all time nah <laughs> I'm joking he, he ain't gonna be there for him Sorry. Marco Fultz. Marco Fultz. Nah, Terrence no, 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 Ross. No. He's not. Terrence he's not Ross. Even, he's Emma back. Fournier. Nah. Emma Fournier. Mm. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. That big Hedu Turkulu. What are you talking about? I'm going to go. Gonna, you have to pick Hedu. I know you're going to pick Hedu. I'm not going to pick. I'm not going to pick Hedu. I'm going to give the dude a chance because because he has a he has a ceiling. And I'll go Mo Bamba. So I'll go Mo Bamba. Nah, man, you would have been off with Hedu, bro. I'm telling you, I just won that one. <laughs> Slap, what? Tracy? Yo, I, I got Tracy, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got Tracy. That's it. And Dwight Howard. And Grant Hill. Yeah. That's All a fun right. squad. That's a fun squad. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this installment of Full Court Press with Bonnie and Felix. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at fullcourtpress.to and to subscribe and download episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your shows. So we're going to end off this episode with a game of five-second rule. Felix, take it away. All right, man. Premise of this, I'm going to give you a bunch of teams, and you just got to name three role players for every team I'm, I'm naming, okay? Current? Be- Is this current? Let's say or all time. How hard you want it? You want it all time or you want it just in the 2010s? Ooh. Your choice. Ooh. Red pill, blue pill. Let's do let's do all time. Okay, okay. Safe choice. Safe choice. <laughs> all right. I, I go off I go off easy and then I go hard, okay? Okay. Uh-huh, honey. The Lakers. Lakers. 
uh, Robert Horry, Brian Shaw, Derek Fisher. Nice. That was just under five seconds. Ooh. Orlando. Orlando. Grant Hill, Hiru Turkley, Richard Lewis. Grant Hill was not a, a role player? Was he not? No. I mean, I think he was because he had a better career in um in Detroit than he did for the Magic, I believe. Okay, I'll give you that one just because if you believe it. <laughs> uh, okay, Sacramento. Sacramento, yo, um, fuck. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's yo, it's it. hard, bro, man. That's hard. <laughs> okay, okay, um, uh, okay. I'll give you that an was easy five one. seconds. Holy that shit! Was five that was seconds. Fast. Alright bro I'll give you Just cause I give you A hard one I'll give you an easy one The Raptors The Raptors Jose Calderon Carlos Delfino Jason Capono Carlos Delfino Okay Um Houston Houston Ooh Oh my god Kelly Olynyk. Louis Cola Oh my that's god it. Bro Houston we have a problem bro. Dog You know how hard it is To come up with names In five <laughs> seconds like that Okay Okay, okay. Um Charlotte Hornets or Bobcats? Oh, Adam Morrison, Gerald. No, Gerald Wall is a starter. Fuck, man. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I was going to say Raymond Felt. That's fucking fast. Five seconds so fast. Okay, okay, okay. Um, San Antonio. Bruce Bowen, Danny Green, Boros Diaw. Yeah, I'll take that. No, that was good. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this installment of Full Court Press. And we will catch you in the next one. Bye.